1: If, 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 if your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, blue this, this is the is for, you. for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So we're doing a mid-season grades, mid-season report cards as we hit the mid-season point this week. And uh we're going to focus today on the head coach, Tom Thibodeau, the man I was just raging on uh 20 minutes ago. So uh Tibs. Has coached the Knicks to a 22 and 19 record thus far this season. I think it's been a season that we could definitely say has been a true roller coaster ride. We've seen long winning streaks, long plays of really solid play from this team. We've seen long losing streaks and long stretches of poor play from this team. But they kind of evened out to have a record that still leaves them three games above 500. Some of the key decisions I think we've seen from Tibbs this season has been how he's handled the rotation, which has changed drastically since the beginning of the season. So uh, at times earlier, it started, it included uh, Cam Reddish and Derrick Rose uh, in the rotation. More recently, it's featured younger players like Ducing Bride and Jericho Sims in the rotation. There was a major change to the starting lineup that included Quinn Grimes in for Evan Fournier, who went to the bench briefly before being taken completely out of rotation. He's gotten back in rotation since RJ Barrett's injury. But that has essentially been kind of what we see from Tibbs and how he's managed the team Uh, uh, fundamentally in terms of how they play. Started the season as more of an up-tempo team, have reverted back to more of a a slow-it-down half-court team. Offensively, they've actually been pretty good in terms of efficiency. Defense has turned the corner since they went to the nine-man rotation, but it's still been a little bit up and down. Uh, Tommy, how do you grade Tibbs' performance thus far this season?
2: yeah i mean first and foremost i'm of the belief that could head coaches get too much credit when when teams are successful uh, in the nba in particular um you know in, in baseball managers basically gotta you know control the bullpen and certain other minor adjustments here and there um but in the nba um probably too much credit when there's when when teams succeed and too much blame when when things go wrong. Um, so I, looking at the big picture, Nick's top ten in in defensive rating, top nine in offensive rating. um top ten in both categories is is obviously where you want to be um, eighth overall and net rating three games above 500 um, without an overly talented roster. Um, obviously an upgraded point guard has been the biggest difference. Um, the things that I really knocked Tibbs on last season um, was his ridiculous reliance uh, of playing Alex Burks. Um, you know, over the yeah. second half of the season, a 30 year old shooting guard when he had quickly um, who's proven that he can more than handle his own as a starting NBA player. Um, and again, it's the frustration lies in the fact that had quickly been given this same opportunity. I think he leads the league in minutes uh, since Christmas. Had he been given this opportunity over the second half of last season? unquestionably, his trade value would have been higher, which means it would have been far more likely that Ainge or whoever else the Knicks were get a three-team deal involved. Somebody would have been willing to pony up for, for IQ, especially if the Knicks were willing to let him go because they're not convinced he could handle a contract, you know, it was worth a contract extension. I assume they've changed their tune on that. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it, it leans back to um, the problem wasn't just that it cost the Knicks victories. Um, which, in the grand scheme of things, whether they win thirty-seven or thirty-five or or thirty-eight or thirty-six, wasn't all that important. It was about the uh, evolution of the franchise and what was best for the long-term direction of the young players on the team. That means playing Obi more minutes, playing playing IQ more minutes in a lost season when the Knicks were thirteen games under five hundred in February. Um, that hasn't been as much, nearly as much as an issue this year. Whether it's because Leon Rose said, "Tibs, uh, either you play IQ or I'll find a head coach who will," um, you know. <laughs> You play the young guys, you get forney out of the rotation, you get Rose out of the rotation, um, put McBride in, play IQ more minutes. Um, that led to victories, which proved that that philosophy, that that theory was was correct at the time. Um, so that being said, whether it's because his hand was forced or because he came to it of his own will and volition, um, I suppose there's neither here nor there. The, the reality is the Knicks have benefited from it. And again, three games over 500, um, uh, the record is what the record is. Um, again it's not and it's not smoking mirrors the net rating you know justifies that 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 uh, solid re- uh, uh, record um so uh, grade wise i'd probably be at a c plus b minus somewhere in that range um again um I, i'm not gonna give him too much credit for the fact that Brunson's having a career year um because you know brunson has been slowly developing towards this opportunity, the opportunity presented itself and he damn sure has made the most of it. Um, yep. You know, uh, Grimes should have played more last season. He's getting an opportunity playing really well. Um And, and Mitch Robb uh, has stayed healthy. That's obviously been a key. Um So uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at on the, on the head coaching grade wise.
1: Yeah. So to me, l- let me, let me start with what I can give Tibbs credit for. Um He at least did make, adjustments he, he didn't he didn't sit there and watch this team toil away for half a season before doing anything uh rash so there were the again was at the front office was that someone else we don't know but he's the coach so I have to give them the credit for it. just like if there's a trade that's made whether it's the owner or the GM I have to give the GM credit for it so um so I give him credit for understanding that you could no longer start Evan Fournier you could no longer be playing 10 guys their gross could not play in this rotation regularly. Um, I didn't think cameras had to be out of the rotation, but I think that taking him out was turned out to be the right move with where things have gone. So this what we've argued about with him, this inflexibility that we saw with the roster last year, we have not seen. Um, we've seen him change the starting lineup. We've seen him change uh, the rotation. Uh, At times where, you know, we went long stretches last year. There were no real make changes, except for Kemba Walker, sometimes being in the rotation, sometimes being out of the rotation. That was the only changes that we really saw for an entire season, which was insane. So uh, he deserves credit for that. Um, I think he deserves credit for the Knicks um, offensive improvement in the sense that, yes, Brunson does a lot, and and he deserves way more credit than Tibbs does. But I do think, as I said on that last podcast, Tibbs getting them to play at a lot more of a faster pace to start the year, I think, put them in a better position to execute better offense as the season has gone on. Um, there is more movement. There are guys who are are, are not just standing around. Um, they they play, I think, a more of a like together basketball. They're not so much a reliance on isolation, even as they return to more half court play. So uh, those are, I think, the two main things uh, I give Tibbs credit for. Um, now here's the the, the 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 bad part. Number one, some of these issues with the rotation started with the bad decisions he made to begin with. Um, I, I said and in preseason I said that McBride has to play. Like there, I don't. I've seen enough. He has to get on the court, and if that means Derrick Rose has to sit. Then Derrick Rose has to sit. He decided not to do that, and then we got the, that month where Derrick Rose was just you know a corpse basically out there, and and really wasn't giving us anything. Um, he started the season saying that he had to start Fournier because they quote unquote needed shooting. Even though Quentin Grimes, you know, broke the record for most threes as a Nick in one game, um, had games had a game this year where he had like what eight threes, um, and 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 we saw Fournier and how he just did not work with their starting lineup, and how defenses cooked the Knicks backcourt defensively because you cannot have a backcourt of Fournier and Brunson together. I saw that anybody who knows basketball saw that he somehow did not see that because we quote unquote needed shooting, and how many games the Knicks lose because they couldn't guard anybody all year. So that's a knock on tips. Um, the Knicks brought in Isaiah Hartenstein and Hartenstein, known to be great passer, great ball handler, great in dribble handoff. The Knicks run none of that stuff. They run no high post action with him, don't do anything to uh to 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 kind of accentuate his talents, accentuate what he does well. So we've seen his value tank, and he's not playing well, and he's still playing. So they're still playing him like he's neurons in the wall, even though that's not how he plays. And they have a guy in Jericho Sims who would fit more of the role that Tibbs clearly wants from his back of five, and he seems to not want to play him unless there's some injuries. So we're stuck with Hardenstein struggling, and Sims can't get consistent minutes. So that's a knock on Tom Tippett. So uh, it's been a a very mixed bag from the Knicks head coach. I think he's done a better job than he did last year, but if I was grading him last year, he would have got like a D or an F. Like He would not be the coach if I was the general manager uh, right now. So uh, he's done a better job. I, I think that I do want to make that clear. Has he done a good job? No, I don't think he's done a good job. This is a Knicks team that's three games above 500. I think if you looked at them fourth seats, you say they're a team that's around 500. There, that's kind of what they should be, somewhere close to there. You don't get credit for doing the bare minimum. Like like this, this is not. Uh, we're, we're not giving out you know easy grades here. You know I I do uh, I do teach in, in college, and I, you know I, I'm not someone who grades on a curve. So so no, just because the expectations were Middling just because you make them doesn't mean you get a high grade. So, that being said, Tom Dibodeau, I'm giving you a C on this. C is passing, you didn't fail. Um, you've you done some certain things, I've seen some of the things you've done, but there there's there are too many games this year. And I mentioned earlier on this podcast about their, their inability to execute late in games, and that to me is again, continues to be his worst uh attribute as a coach. There are no adjustments in games, there's there, the team doesn't seem to know what they want to do. Uh, t- try to finish games and to keep to just only keep putting down the players you can only do that for so long and I I even held out I, I defended Tibbs after that Mavs game I sat on this podcast and defended him but to see them consistently do this the Raptors game that they could have lost they also couldn't finish um it's a clear problem and 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 their record could be a lot better had they had they uh finished these games better down the stretch so um for Tibbs I'm giving you a C yeah
2: the 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 pros of Tibbs you know basically throughout his whole career motivating players getting teams ready teams will play hard for him you know etc that type of rah-rah stuff the con for Tibbs stubbornly rigid doesn't make adjustments in grand scheme of things you know took him forever to for the Knicks to finally increase their three-point production and then in-game X's and O's stuff he's just never been near the top of the league probably never will be um so you know you just kind of take the pros with the cons the good thing for Tibbs is that this team is competitive in the playoff hunt? If they were not, he's just not the play, not the coach for a, re, a rebuilding or a team on the you know that needs to learn and get there you know and, and have minutes and get reps. Um, so I think it's very fortunate for the Knicks front office. Leon Rose is not put in a difficult position um, for the Knicks to be above five hundred. A lot of that is on because of Jalen Brunson and, and Randall rebounding um, as well as he has um both literally on the court and metaphorically just in, in you know just in terms of the all the drama and the nonsense that he dealt with last season he's he's done a better job of acting professionally this season so um but yeah very uh um you know it's amazing that we're already 41 games into the season already halfway over it seems like uh things just uh fly by
1: yeah i know it's it's crazy how fast the season has gone. i mean i don't know if it's because of the NFL season so many teams being in the mix you feel like you're still really tuned into the NFL right. uh, and then you snap back and you're like oh halfway the <laughs> now the playoffs are here you're like okay what's going on with the NBA oh snap half the season's already gone so yeah it is crazy where we've been and look when I when I'm when I'm evaluating a coach to me it's like if any other guy was in this spot, where would this team be? Like, for example, had we been doing a podcast two years ago, Tibbs would have got an A. <laughs> like, I think that a lot of coaches would not have gotten the next to, to to that record and what they did. He did a fabulous job, and I was here the first person saying, not first person, but one of the lot of people saying, "Coach of the year, absolutely, he's done a tremendous job." Uh, last year again, I look at that roster. A lot of team, a lot of the coaches would have done a lot better with that, so he get an F. Yes. Um, here I say, okay, what would other coaches would have done? I think most coaches probably have the same record. Some will be better. So you get a passing grade C, you're doing okay. But, like, I, I don't think this is any special coaching job that's being done by him. Um, real quickly, any any adjustments you want to see uh, going forward?
2: Yeah, I mean, just, uh, again, the rotation-wise, be more flexible in terms of when things aren't going well – um you know it shouldn't have taken them that long to get mcbride minutes as you noted mm-hmm. um it and it shouldn't take this long we've seen we don't need five more games of Harden and thinking it up too. right from the rotation exactly you know like get a small sample and it's not for the rest of the season you know if mitch goes down you're going to need Harden to play 24 minutes a night of course um if if sims tweaks an ankle and he's out then okay then Harden signs back you same way for had to stay ready um it, again that situation um when you see that it isn't working, don't be afraid to, to mix things up and, and make, make quicker decisions from that standpoint.
1: Yeah. I, I, I echo those sentiments. It, it takes them too long to, to make those, those decisions that, you know, could save you two or three games in the standings. And you're talking about trying to make the playoffs or avoid the play. And like that matters Like this isn't just like, Oh, well you lost this game. Oh, well, like no, the, all these games matter. Like games you should win that you don't win because you don't make certain adjustments or you wait three or four games to make those adjustments. They're, they're a problem, you know? So, so I, I echo those sentiments. I think I would also, uh, as I said before, I would like to see them do a better job of the the, the shot distribution throughout the team. Um, we know Brunson and Randall can score. Uh, I think, and they have been injuries, so I understand why they relied on even more recently. But I would like to see some of these other guys get shots. We've seen that when quickly gets shots, he can produce. We've seen that when Grimes gets shots, that he can produce. Uh, they got to keep Mitchell involved offensively because, uh, you know, he gives you so much defensively on the glass. You got to feed him. You got to keep him engaged. Put so players, I want to see them, yeah.
2: Totally. Put players in position to succeed. You know, for instance, when IQ is on the floor by himself, and he shouldn't be in the fourth quarter, You should have either Randall or Brunson on the floor. But right. again, another adjustment needs to be made. Run some more pick and rolls the same way Brunson gets the benefit of those. Run those for IQ. Um, have, have Mitch Robbs, you know, run one five screens up top. Um, same for, for, for Grimes. We know where he can be successful. Put him in position to be successful. Um, and those are some of the things I like to see going forward as well. And and if you're going to absolutely play, absolutely so
1: and,
2: and if you're going to play Hardenstein, have him run dribble handoffs and have him do the things that he's proven he can handle. Right. Don't just be uh, you know something. Don't ask him to fill uh, something, to play a role that he's not comfortable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't say that any better. So uh, we'll see how the second half of the season goes. We're officially at the halfway point, so a lot to improve for Tibbs, and, and hopefully he will make those adjustments. But.
0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?